Welcome back to the Juxtapod. I am, again, Thunvi Gorthy, editor-in-chief and founder of the magazine, and I am joined by Arushi. Uh, hi, I'm the uh, social media manager and an editor at Juxtapost magazine. Today we have a very, very special guest. We are joined by Dr. Meenakshi Bharat to talk about sustainability and menstruation. Dr. Meenakshi Bharat is a gynecologist who has been retired, uh, who, is, who is retired, and she's been working in garbage management for the last 10 years, very passionate about the environment. And um, she's also taken up menstrual hygiene because garbage management and um, gynecology go together to create menstrual hygiene and that's what our discussion is going to be centered around today we're going to be talking about sustainability and uh, sustainable menstruation um and we are just going to try and have a very productive discussion learn lots and um let's, let's just get right into it Arshi. okay so dr bud the first question that we wanted to ask you is why is um, sustainability in menstruation so important? Basically, sustainability is very important for the simple reason that we can't afford to trash the world as we, are, we have been doing it over the last maybe 40, 50 years. Um, but sustainability in menstruation is all the more important because um, you know, 1.9 billion women there are who are in the menstrual phase, who are menstruating, and we need uh, first to provide them with products that are healthy, convenient, easy to use, and this should be both economical and this should be um, good for the environment. That means that we must produce very little trash. What has happened over the last 50 years is slowly we have become used to using single use use and throw stuff which then uh, you know when you when it's a single use and you throw it it goes to the trash and lands up in the landfill uh, so we have to change the way we are living our life and we have to start using sustainable products that means nothing which is single use and throw you cannot whether it's a paper cup, whether it's a plastic bag, or whether it's the pad or tampon that we have been using over the last 50 years, we have to stop using it. One, because it's creating so much trash. Two, because there are better products that are available. You know, the communication has changed over the last um, maybe 10 years so phenomenally, and you're doing a podcast the same way we have to move on to using products which are healthy for us, which are comfortable for us, which are economical, cost very little, and which produce no trash. So the newer menstrual products that are available in the market are in this category. And so we have to adopt to it, learn to use it like we are learning to use all the newer methods of communication, you know, mass media, everything. I think generally a big concern uh, that people have, especially something that I had when I was thinking about switching uh, to stay sustainable menstruation products, are uh, are they generally more or less affordable than pads and tampons, which are also, they tend to be uh, more accessible. 
they're more accessible. Pads and tampons are more accessible, but they are at least 90 times more expensive, 90% more expensive. So if you would look at a menstrual cup or a cloth pad, which are the two options that we are talking about, a menstrual cup would cost you 900 rupees in Indian terms, and it would last you 10 years if you were buying pads for the same period of time, 10 years, you would be spending about 10 to 15,000 rupees minimum. So therefore, as against a menstrual cup, which is 900 or 1,000 rupees, you would be saving close to 14,000 rupees. So it is more than 90% saving of money. So it's economical very comfortable to use it's like you're not even having your periods so wonderful and you know unfortunately i'm menopausal i wish i were younger i wish <laughs> i was your age but i can't change my age uh, but i don't want you people to miss using it it's like you you have been liberated from your periods and you use a menstrual cup that's the sort of feeling that you get and if you start using it you get back to me and tell me what is it that you feel. I've been using a menstrual cup for about a year now. Um, I'm 16, so I'm turning 17 in a couple of months, and uh, you can't feel it. You forget it's there. Correct. And with, what would, as a 15-year-old, what sort of difficulty did you face when you were using it? Um, well, I think I originally I was terrified to put something up there. Um, doesn't matter who, what age you are. Even if you're 45, you're still terrified. But you're terrified yeah. of putting something inside. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I didn't really know how to like approach it. So there was a lot of frantic Googling, a little bit of crying, um, a lot of coconut oil all over the bathroom. <laughs> um, but I think perhaps my like my my first fear was that something would get stuck and I wouldn't be able to take it out. Um, okay. That was not the case. It is actually more easy to take out than it is to put in. <laughs> and yes. number two is that like it would hurt or you know tear my hymen or do something. Um, I think I'd probably already lost my hymen to sports. No, you don't lose um, your hymen. Your hymen is a very thin tissue. Right. Okay. So it stretches. If, you are, if you're a sports person, then your hymen is naturally expanded. So therefore, right. when you put in the cup. It didn't seem like there was any obstruction. Yeah, there, there was absolutely no obstruction. Um, right. So I, I think and I think perhaps I, I had just a stretched out hymen. And um, the first time, I think the first cycle that I put it in for was very scary, you know, because um, you assume that there's going to be leakage and you assume that it's going to hurt this much every time. But honestly, after the first two times of putting it in. Um, and removing I, it. Yeah, and removing it, I had I had figured out sort of like a pattern that works for me. I tried a couple of different folds. Um, I tried a couple of, you know, I like tried a couple of different ways of like wiggling it, putting it in, taking it out, and found what worked for me. And it, I mean, it took a little bit of like trial and error, but it the trial and error took three days maximum. Fabulous. And it was, it's great. I, I, I've been on planes with it. I've traveled between countries with it. Um, it's, it's fantastic. 
I've gone swimming. I can go swimming. That's awesome. I love that I can go swimming with it in. Correct. You can um, go trekking and not be worried about create, you know, feeling like a dog and uh, burying your uh, sanitary napkin or tampon oh, yeah. into pristine, you know, uh, soil. And it's and what's even more fantastic about it is that like uh, with pads, you can constantly feel them there. You're always like yes. you feel a little bit wet, you feel a little bit gross, but this just kind of sits there. It's very comfortable. It doesn't hurt at all. Like you think it's you think having something there all day is gonna hurt? It doesn't hurt at all. It's perfect. It's very comfortable. You forget that it's there. So you you are the brand ambassador. You actually don't. Need <laughs> I, I, I I'm very happy. I, I I will attest to that. I'm very very happy with menstrual cups. I 100 recommend them. Delighted that a 16 year old like you has <laughs> made this bold decision to change to using the menstrual cup. We say that most everybody. Uh, needs to change and change as early as possible, as early as you are comfortable with your body, with inserting it into your vagina. I think uh, another thing is that I, before I wasn't uh, comfortable using the menstrual cup, I used cloth pads. Um, okay. Which are, I, I mean, like, I, I don't think they're as good because, you know, I'm a little bit biased towards the menstrual cup now. But um, they're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that they are more hygienic than uh, the pads that are sold, disposable pads. Correct. Um, they are. Cloth pads are more hygienic. So we, they were we recommend it to all youngsters till they are bold enough to um, insert the menstrual cup into the vagina. Right. So I also recommend cloth pads. Uh, I used those for about a year, I think. Um, but I am biased towards the menstrual cup. So I say switch over to that as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> Correct. So how many friends have you converted? Um, one. I'm working on it. I'm, 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 I've, I've talked to like thousands of people about it. Um, I feel like everywhere, I've, I've converted a lot of adults, surprisingly. Um, Wonderful. But uh, I, it's, I think it's a little bit difficult to, I've converted a couple people to cloth pads. Um, okay. Especially like, just I think that if you start immediately, like as soon as you get your period, if you start with cloth pads, um, then it, you know you're you're sort of you're making your journey in with like sort of a like a you're keeping sustainability in mind as you go through your uh, your menstruation like journey. So I I I started. I have a couple of people who I know who like started out on cloth pads which I think is a good way to start. I didn't start out on cloth pads personally, um, but I think that's a good way to start. And I have a couple of people who, um, you know, are just sort of getting into the menstrual cup. And I think as, uh, you know, we do think more things like this, as more people talk about them and talk about their experiences with all of these things very openly, it's a lot easier. Um, Correct. To definitely so get how difficult was it to wash your cloth pads? Uh, not at all. Because you take them out, you just kind of rinse them, you soak them, you get off all of like the um, like the fresh blood, and then uh, you soak them for a couple of hours in cold water, and then mm. you just launder them like you would launder uh, a pair of underwear, and they Correct. dry in the sunshine and they're disinfected and everything is fine. And then at the end of the cycle, um, I would throw all of them back into the laundry once just to get them like extra clean, and they don't even stain. It, it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, Perfect. They just get so, a little bit discolored, but I, I believe that's natural. I think that's because of the 
I think all clothes get discolored when you use them yeah. for some time, isn't it? It's yeah, not like uh, everything looks uh, smashingly new. <laughs> so yeah, they just that, that's I I I also I use cloth pads if I like like I just cannot get myself in the mind space to put in a cup. But um, I've, I've rarely ever had that. Cups are super comfortable, um, but cloth pads are great. I think they're a great way to start as well. Correct. Correct. And how do you wash your cups? Um, I so between like whenever I take them out, I do cold water. I do a rinse with cold water, and then at the end of the cycle, uh, I boil them. I put them like inside a whisk, and I boil them with a little bit of uh, lemon. Um, mm -hmm. Is what I'm told to do. And then uh, once in a while, um, I'll like rinse it out with uh, like I rinse it out between every this thing, um, and then sometimes okay. I'll use uh, lemon and things like that and clean it up. But um, ideally, you don't need to boil them uh, okay. for the simple reason that, uh, you know, the vagina is an unsterile organ mm -hmm. and the vagina doesn't need sterility. So okay. just washing the cup with plain water without using any soap, no soap, because soap is alkaline and the okay. vagina is acidic. And so you need to not use any soap. Um, because that will change the um, pH of the vagina and therefore you mm -hmm. may end up with white discharge. So uh, just wash it with plain water and mm -hmm. at the end of your cycle, if you do want to wash it with lukewarm water, that's about it. You need to do that. Um, okay. Putting a wee bit of lime, two drops of lime juice would be good. And after you have washed it, dry it store it in a place where you will find it and i usually tell women uh, indian women you must store it where you keep your jewelry because right. this, this is far more useful than your jewelry <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and it, it needs to be found when you start your periods you can't be then hunting around in your cupboard between all your million clothes uh, and it's so tiny that you will not find it it's only two inches by, you know, one and a half inches. So it's, it's a really small thing. And, but it is adequate for you because it holds the blood that you're bleeding. Absolutely. In your periods, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So um, you haven't had problems with leaking, have you? No, not at all. I have not a single time, in fact. My mom what? had a couple of problems when she first started, but that was just because she didn't get the fold right. Um, I didn't have a single problem. Not a like not not I have I haven't having like even a drop of blood. Uh, Did your mother convert before you? Or you converted your mother. I converted before me. I converted oh. my mother. I converted my mother to the cup uh, uh -huh. when I was converting to cloth pads because I was too Wonderful. scared to do the cup. And Wonderful! I I tell you, you you both are a model mother and daughter. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then uh, I received the menstrual cup as a gift, actually, for my fifteenth birthday. Oh, wonderful! It was a great How gift. Nice. It's a. I, I actually now give it as a gift to um, every bride that I go and see. It's a fantastic gift, isn't it? it? It's genuinely like you. You think you you feel very underwhelmed when you receive it, but a year later, you couldn't be more grateful. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. swear by it. So, so one of the things that people are scared of is 
when you put the cup into the vagina, will the cup just vanish into thin air? And the vagina is all of three inches long. And, and the cup <laughs> is uh, about, um, you know, one and a half, 4.5 uh, centimeters in diameter. And I usually compare it to a, a lemon. You know, the cup really looks like a lemon, a slightly elongated lemon. Okay. Isn't it? So yeah. it's like putting a lemon inside. And to women who are married, I tell them that if you can have intercourse, then putting this cup inside is very simple. Mm -hmm. Right. And to young girls like you, just learn to put it in, learn to know your body. And you have done a great job in knowing your body. So Absolutely. at the end of the vagina is the uterus and the mouth of the uterus, which is called the cervix, which is just abutting the vagina. And so this cup forms a seal with the vaginal wall. It does okay. not touch the cervix or the mouth of the uterus. So right. there is no chance. Um, the other worry is that will the blood that is collected in the cup, will it go back into the uterine cavity? And that does not happen because the, uh, the passage from the uterus into the vagina through the cervix is a very narrow passage, which is like a straw. And okay. this straw doesn't allow a reverse flow from the vagina to the uterus. God has made it such that only it's a one way from the uterus to the vagina. And when you are, when you're not wearing a cup, the blood collects in the vagina and then only comes out. So therefore, when you sleep and get up in the morning, the there is a sudden gush of blood, which has accumulated during the time that you were sleeping. Right. So when you, you are wearing the cup, do you feel any wetness? Not at all. Not at all. So when you don't... This wetness only happens because blood is coming out. So when you are, you know, um, wearing the cup, all the blood is collected in the cup. So there is no blood that is leaking out. Now, the capacity of the cup, do you know what the capacity of the cup is? I have Cold no blood. clue what it is. I, I have been able to wear it for 12 hours without any. Oh, wonderful. So when you are wearing a pad or even a cloth pad, disposable pad, tampoon or san sanitary napkin, um, cloth pad, you the capacity for it to hold blood is about 5 ml. Okay. But the cup has a capacity of anything more than 15 ml. So the cup basically has a capacity three, three plus times of that of a disposable sanitary napkin or a tampoon, which is fabulous, which is why you can wear it for, you know, six to eight to 10 hours. So when you look at the cup, when you have removed it, there is only half of it which has filled, isn't it? Always. And it's always a lot. You always think that you'll have a lot less, a lot more blood than you do in 12 hours. But there's like, it feels like there's nothing there. I just dump and like, it's barely any blood. Absolutely. So when you wear the cup, you realize you're not bleeding like a river. You're actually just bleeding a total of anything between 50 and 60 ml per period, which is 1% of the total blood 
that is flowing in your body. So it was have- very weird that uh, because I got a small sized um, cup and I was terrified um, because I have generally, you know, with my pad, I was I had what was considered a heavy flow. And then I switched mm-hmm. my cup and it doesn't feel like a heavy flow. <laughs> it doesn't look Absolutely. like a heavy flow. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's such a relief to realize that you are not bleeding, you know, like a river or like a torrent. Uh, that's very gentle. That's very nice. And the other part is that there is no irritation. There is nothing between your legs. There's no itching. There is no rash on your thighs. All these things are wonderful benefits. No rash. There's no rash. It's so wonderful. It's so good. Yeah. And then when when you're wearing the cup, um, you can pee and poo without worrying. Absolutely. It's very, very comfortable. Isn't it? For sure. It's very, very convenient. And unlike the pad uh, disposable sanitary napkin, you can sleep in any direction. You can sleep on your stomach, on your side, and not worry about any leaking or staining, for that matter. No staining. That is definitely a big thing for me, is that there's no staining on any of my pants, shorts, underwear, none of that. Correct. And there's Um, no bulge also. Yep, no bulge. And no smell in your bathroom of your pad. And the blood it doesn't smell either. But you think also, blood smells. So the blood doesn't, doesn't undergo any change when in the menstrual cup. But when the blood is in the sanitary, disposable sanitary napkin, it undergoes a change because it's reacting with all the plastic and the perfumes and the various other components of the disposable sanitary napkin. And therefore, it starts smelling. And even if you wrap it up, your bathroom still stinks. And then, of course, you've got to throw it out. And when you throw it out, there will be dogs that will come and tear up your pad. And uh, you There was to- a question about um, period mitts, I believe. Uh, yeah, so um, basically when I also recently switched over to a menstrual cup, and I found that I became a lot more comfortable with my period after because as you said, it's a lot more transparent. You can see what's coming out of your body and how much is coming out. So it's a lot of destigmatization of what you think periods are when you're wearing a pad or a tampon. But um, I also see that like in Indian society, there are a lot of period myths. And yes. I mean, how do you think, what do you think is the best way to destigmatize these and make young girls more comfortable with their periods first of all we we must actually tell them that periods is not something that you need to hate you actually need to love your periods because periods means that you're moving from being a young girl to becoming an adult a lady right and it's as similar um, to men getting a beard and their voice cracking So for women, it works this way. For men, it works that way. So there is no stigma attached to the periods. Yeah. And with the newer cloth pads and the menstrual cup, there is no mess. It is so clean. It is so hygienic. It is so comfortable as against those disposable sanitary napkins and tampons, which, which are expensive, which have to be thrown, 
which have to be carried if you're going on a holiday or trekking or somewhere. A menstrual cup is something so small that it can just fit in your haversack, in one part of small part of your haversack, or even in your purse, and you don't have to worry about it. Definitely. Right. I think especially like talking about periods in the household is important, perhaps, because I think that, um, you know, growing up, in fact, I've noticed this is that until my mother and I both switched the menstrual cup, we both hit our periods from everybody else Very. in the household. So I have a little brother and I live with my father and my mother. And um, my mom and I, you know, we would like talk in code. Okay. <laughs> it, was a very, it was a highly developed language. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was like, yeah, Ma, I have like a stomachache because, you know, instead of just saying that I was on my period because I had a stomachache because I was yes. like on my period. Um, as soon as we switched to the menstrual cup, I kind of became like unashamed. I was, yeah, I'm on my period. That's why I have a stomachache. I'm unashamed to tell people in my household. So how do how do you think we can encourage people to start talking about it so we need to first encourage the mothers to be open about it. We need to tell the mothers that you must talk about growing up is exciting to your little girl. If you don't talk about it and you hide yourself. So I never hid myself. When I, when I used to go to the bathroom, when I used to change my pad, if my little girl was with me or my son was with me, well, they knew that I was having my period. So there was, there was no shame associated with it, right? So we need to be able to talk about it um, in schools, in colleges, and not to talk about it as something uh, that needs to be, uh, you know, hidden. Absolutely. And boys don't hide when they get themselves a beard. So why is it that we need to hide it? It is, it is just... Uh, a normal phenomena 100 percent. people kind Correct. of mistake it for like some sort of a taboo word like saying i'm on my period is not normalized and i think that's where all of this stigma kind of comes from Correct. so all of you youngsters we will do talking to the grandmothers because i'm in that stage uh, all of you are youngsters and you need to um, spread the message and each one of you speak to 10 people, the 10 people speak to uh, 10 people each and this way that myth will be completely broken. Absolutely. I think it's important to talk about it in schools as well. I think that's yeah. also something that I've noticed, um, you know, not just with my school but with schools in general that uh, it's not, you know, um, education about uh, menstruation is not as prominent. I actually didn't get an education about menstruation from my school until I was in 10th grade. Yeah, same. Correct. I started so, my period when I was in 5th grade. <laughs> There's a huge gap there. <laughs> I know, I know. My daughter also started when she was 9 year old. Uh, and um, that's something else that we need to tell. So we need to start talking about it to our girls much younger. So I started my period at 11. My daughter started at 9. Uh, there's been a sea change. Uh, we were much slimmer. Um, we used to eat less junk food. 
the milk used to be uh, healthier um, we used to not eat so much of uh, fatty stuff but that's all come into uh, staying so how do we uh, get our girls to remain slim so what happens to young girls is if they become fat uh, earlier in in when they are 7 8 years old then their hormones kick in and they start their periods okay so that's very important to keep so you started but if you have a younger sister then keep her slim and how do you keep her slim <laughs> taking her away from junk food and by making it fun to do exercise right why why do we put on weight we put on weight when we um eat more and exercise less and and that is the same for whether it's your mother your grandmother your grandfather your father and yourselves so we have to eat um you know if if you look at it as a balance sheet your input must be uh, less than your output absolutely so if if you do that then you remain slim then you grow taller and another reason why you must delay your periods is that once you start your periods your bones fuse within 2 years so you will you know if you had a height potential of 5 feet 8 inches you will probably only reach 5 feet 2 inches because you feel it feels like a personal attack on 5 feet 3 yes <laughs> <laughs> only when you think about it you know um if you had instead of getting it at 9 if you had got it at 11 then you would have been 5 feet 7 inches and wow you also like to wear wear heels isn't it uh, i i don't like to wear heels anyway but uh, i think what's what's interesting is i mean like it's maybe also perhaps genetic my mother also got them um fairly early um and i yeah. i was like i was a very active child um i was in like good shape but my mom got them super early and then i think i just got them early which is um yeah but so it, that's one of the things that if you don't have the genetic component that gets you to get your periods earlier if you are slim then you will grow taller for a longer period and that would be great so yes, that's your very much like <laughs> remember it um i think we had a couple more questions ashi so um like while we're on the topic of educating young girls about this how do you think we can make them switch over to sustainable menstruation and just being comfortable with you know reusable pads and cups in general and by that extension their own bodies yeah yes so uh, how how do you do it it is by uh, one is by showing by example if your mother is uh, using reusable products uh then you are instilling in your child uh that uh you know the care for the environment and the care for your body because um a lot of things so when you're using the menstrual cup your pain abdomen the dysmenorrhea has it reduced yes mine has arishi yeah i can i, I definitely have less cramping less cramping yeah yeah when you start using the menstrual cup there are no uh, chemicals uh, yeah, you know during your periods 
so the, therefore you land up by uh, you know be, being that much more comfortable and the abdominal pain cramps that you get during your periods completely reduce doesn't reduce like switch on switch off but it slowly reduces and one fine morning you will say i i did not have any pain during my periods today and i'm using the menstrual cup so that's something that happens to you too right and even with the cloth pads it significantly reduces because there are no chemicals the cotton cloth is just cotton cloth absolutely and it, and it's supposed to be just like healthier and safer and it doesn't mess with your ph levels at all absolutely it uh, it doesn't at all uh, land up uh, creating a mess a lot of us are now having thyroid problems um and uh, the pads have substances which are endocrine disruptors so you know a whole population of us who use disposable sanitary napkins um have landed up with this trouble so there are lots of health hazards that happen with the disposable anything disposable whether you are using a thermocol cup to drink your hot coffee or whether you are using a paper cup to drink your hot coffee or whether you are using a plastic spoon which you don't know could have been washed not very uh, hygienically and it comes back so what you all must do is to carry your own glass your own cup your own spoon your own small plate you have a have a sack right which when you try go anywhere even to college so carry your own reusable so that you don't have to use any disposable so along with uh, the menstrual cup or the cloth pad carry this and you will find that you are so much happier when you look at the trash you know you haven't contributed to the trash on the road and slowly as you convert your friends you will find that the trash vanishes mm -hmm. isn't that so wonderful it is it's definitely fantastic i think it's a i think all, all of these are like i've honestly heard like one horror story out of like the thousands that i've read online about uh period cups out of like the stories about period uh, about menstrual cups that i've read online there's like one bad story and, and there's like exceptions to everything so it kind of I I just think I think I think it's definitely something that we should be advocating for is for more people to switch over to it and it's a it's right. a long term change i mean it isn't something that it it's not a trend right it isn't something that will go in, go away in the next 5 to 10 years when you make the switch you're changing the world for the better in the long term absolutely correct so uh, we all all need to um, talk about it uh, you know from the roofs because it has to reach lot more people i don't want you to become 60 years old before the world has changed i want you to be 25 years old before the world has changed so in the next 10 years we have to and speak to everybody and make them happier healthier you know save money and create no trash so it's a no rash no cash no trash program Absolutely. We really advocate for the change. Mhm. Mm yes. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us, Dr. Parth. It was such a joy and we learned so much both me so and Arshi. Yeah, definitely. 
My my pleasure completely. I look forward to talking to you about ever so many things, and you can you know absolutely one hundred percent always we catch up. We'd love to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank thank you, you so much, Doctor Minakshi. Bye. Hello, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Juxtapod. We learned so much talking to Dr. Parath, and we hope that you did too. We hope that you enjoyed that episode. Um, I would like to do our monthly plug. So you can find us on our website, www.juxtapostmag.com, on Instagram and Twitter at juxtapostmag. You can email your submissions to our uh, submissions account. Juxtapose submissions at gmail.com or inquiries to juxtapose magazine at gmail.com. This month's theme, and by this month I mean the coming month, September, September's theme is is open. It's an open theme. You can submit whatever you'd like. There is absolutely no theme. And um, very excitingly, we're starting with a new format in October. So we're announcing the format, we're announcing the theme, sorry. We're announcing the theme for that as well. And the theme for October is metamorphosis. So you can submit your submissions for either one of those. We accept all kinds of submissions, articles, art, uh, poems. If you'd like to send us a song, absolutely anything goes. You can find more details about submissions on our website in the submissions guidelines. Again, thank you so much for listening and we hope that you have a wonderful day ahead. Bye-bye.